What's going on, Zach? Hey, how do you say your name? Arrow. Isn't that kind of weird? No, I love it. <laughs> how would you have said it? I think I thought it was Aro, but Arrow is cooler. It's it's one of those radio things. You know how we are in radio. We want to do something a little bit different, and so we, you know, we always try to reinvent the system. Yeah. <laughs> where um, where are you at radio? Uh, I've been in, I've been in radio for forty four years. I'm here in Charlotte, but now with with streaming and stuff, pretty much, dude, we're all we're global. I mean, we're, Zach, you're being heard yeah. by the world. Right on. So it's like going on a world tour, but sitting in the same seat. That's right. I love it, man. And is, is this live? No, but uh, and the reason why is because I've always believed that you could say something like like when I when I visit with the people of, of the voice, they'll tell me stuff that they're not supposed to. And it's like, you know what? I'm not letting that out because that, that wasn't supposed to get out. <laughs> I like it. I like you know it. how creative minds are. They want they want to tell the story. I know. Yeah, I've gotten myself in trouble. Trust me. No, it's not, then it's 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 also just so I know it's not it's not visual. Even though I clicked my camera on, you didn't. So this is just audio. Well, you know, you know what the reason is behind that is is the fact that Zach that that I'm a radio guy, so I I have been trained to listen, not not look at pictures. So I, you know, I it. and it's just one of those things where it's like it's like wow, I think we can get a deeper story if we just listen to each other. That's cool, man. I dig it. Yeah. So, um, one last question, just administratively, how long will we go? Just so I know until you're done. <laughs> okay, cool. I like it. <laughs> so look, we got started off with December because I really want to know as a songwriter, how do you take a song that had absolutely nothing to do with the month of December in the way of Christmas and you make it, Oh my God, it is such a Christmas song now. I appreciate you saying that. That was really the exercise. So I'll tell you, we got in, we got invited to be part of a, like, I don't know, some funny name, like a very grungy Christmas compilation <laughs> album, uh, and um, which did not come to pass. But I was, I was, you know, they were saying, do you have a Christmas song? And I sent December and they said, this is not really a Christmas song. It says <laughs> December, but, you know, as you just pointed out, Arrow. Um, so I... It, it's funny. I had the conversation actually with my um, my wife. I was like, you know, it's really not. It's really a song about missing someone, yep. but promising to always come home. And um, and I listened to it and I thought, you know, I could change a couple lines, add in the word literally. I'll be home by Christmas time, and then you know, see a northern, see a, a shining star, star in the northern sky, um, and a few other little tiny lines. Um, and then it, it will be. And the secondly, I'll say redoing the song. I love the original version of the mm -hmm. song. I truly do, but it's very, let's see, how do I put this? It's very pretty. The original version, yep, yep. um, which is cool. And it was, and it was kind of what we were going for. The new version is a little bit more grungy. I mean, for lack of a better word. And so it was actually really fun to reimagine it right musically or lyrically but also musically uh, and i wasn't expecting that so um yeah super cool see i've been in the studio where the engineer has suggested that i change a few lyrics and and i, I kind of stood back going what well, well, wait wait i'm paying you to do this song you you're, you're suggesting you want me to change a lyric how did you deal with the emotional connection to something like that 
I got to tell you, man, it was pretty easy. I, you know, I don't mean to sound flippant because my whole life is songwriting. Um, I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit, but my life is writing songs and, and producing. I'm, I'm in with a band right now, just all day today with a rock band from Portland, Oregon. Um, we're recording here in Nashville uh, where I'm based. And, um, you know, that's, that's what I do. So uh, b- b- what I will say is, it is important, right? That, 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 that attachment to it, but I'm actually usually pretty open to people giving me ideas. Right. Um, I'm, I live in a very, very collaborative world, right? I also teach a class at Oklahoma state university of songwriting on zoom. And I, I must say the word collaborate every two times per yep. zoom class, you know, oh, because so to me, you. it's all about that. And I'll even be in a studio and like I was producing something, my son and his girlfriend came to, to just say hi and drop something off. And then I said, you sit and listen. And as they were just sitting there, I would turn to my kid Jude and say, what do you think of that? <laughs> so I'm actually pretty into that whole idea of, of giving ideas and, and, and um, collaborating as, as best you can. But I'm so afraid of collaborations right now because of the recent thing with Daryl Hall and John Oates. I mean, here are a couple of people who have been together for all these years, and now it's like, what's going on here? This can't be a Lennon and, Lennon and McCartney moment here. Yeah, well, I do hear you. And yes, there is always the, you know, there's sort of the, um, Let's see, how do I put this? Uh, I don't want to sound like an ass, but, you know, but, but, you know, I will tell you this, that here's the way I'll, I'll frame it. I am very lucky. I'm knocking on wood that I'm still in this business yep. after 30, 30 years. Um, and I have put myself in a position arrow that I don't work with anyone that I'm afraid is going to yeah. fuck me over. I'm yep. just not, yep. I'm, yep. I'm not. I, I'm lucky that way. Now, listen, the first couple of years I was in the business, there was a producer that once, you know, basically took some tracks from me and claimed them as his own. You know, there was, there were definitely some, some songwriting moments early on, especially here in Nashville that I was the new guy in town. So basically I was the new kid and, you know, you know, was, was put in bad situations, but I work with a lot of the same people, the person I'm co-producing this album with Blair Daly. I'm also business partners with him in a publishing company. No one's going to screw me over. Now, listen, I will say your hall of notes, uh, <laughs> um, mention is, is funny. Cause who would have ever thought, right? Right. Least of all, <laughs> least of all, probably each of them that they would never screw each other over. But again, I'm going to knock on wood and say, it hasn't happened to me yet. I hope it doesn't. And, um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty trusting guy too. Maybe that's it. Maybe that'll be my downfall. Yeah. Yes. But you know, you know, what's great about the music industry these days is the fact that you now have the power to make the choices. Whereas back, you know what, 20 years ago, no, no, they put the team together. You didn't. Sure. Sure. No, man, it's, it's exactly right. And again, I'm producing this band that's in from Portland for the next few weeks because a, I love the music. And B, they're good dudes. We Zoomed with them like 10 times before we ever agreed to do it. Wrote some songs. They had great ideas, very talented, great singer. We cut our first vocal today and he he slayed it. So um, again, right, what you just said, right? 10 years ago, 15 years ago, Mm -hmm. I probably took a project just because I needed to take the project. But um, 
I, I'm lucky again. I'm and blessed, and I've had a, enough uh, experience in the business and and um, had a few hits along the way. So I'm I, I can put myself in the situations I want to be in. The one thing that really when when I when listening to the original version of December and then the Christmas version, it reminds me so much of the group Sheriff with the song "When I'm With You," which came from the mid 1980s. And and the thing is, is that it took forever to get that song to be played on the radio, but they kept remixing it, re-releasing it, remixing it, re-releasing it. I are you prepared for the fact that the original version is going to make it to the radio? Um, am I prepared for? Say, in other words, in other words, people are going to discover the Christmas version of December, but they're also going because you know how people search on the internet, and then they're going to sure. then they're going to discover the original version and go, "Holy crap! This, this is the version I like." Yeah, well, it's it's already happened, man. That's it's 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 a good question because it, it's already happened, like. It's actually kind of funny. I got on a couple of the, you know, like our the Nixon's fan uh, Facebook page, and it it's it's almost evenly split, um, you know, like which is hilarious to me. You know, it's like I like it okay, but I still love the original. Right, you know, they're, right. they're, since it's our fan page, they're, they're super polite. No, I didn't see very many really mean ones like this sucks. You know, none <laughs> none of that, but um, or this. This this one blows the other one away. It was more comments like, "Man, I really loved the piano on the original. I kind of miss it." Mm-hmm. Or, um, "Whoa, this one has way more, you know, teeth. You know, it's really gritty and cool." Another interesting uh, difference is um, for deep dive fans, we are back with our original bass player, Ricky Walking. Excuse me, Ricky Brooks. Our second bass player, Ricky Walking, is on the original version of December, and he had, you know, he played his part in the song, right? So there's a, you know, definitely, you know, some some different bass vibes going on. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll say, which again, I like. Like, I think my bandmates would tell you that they really prefer the new version. I truly don't. I mean, I really, really like that it's there and it exists, um, but I really can't tell you I like than this one or more than this one yeah if you were to stand back 10 feet though don't you think that we're in the age of music where we need another power generation another power ballad generation in the way that because it's like everything else is out there but we don't have a power ballad yeah man it's really funny you should bring this up so weird um like you were you had some sort of like listening device uh, for the last two days with me and my writing partners and producing partners because this is my exact pitch I made. And I'm not kidding, I, I'm not making this up just because you brought it up. Um, but I said to my guy, Blair, I'm like, you know what we need? Cause we're still, we're still writing. So we've written like four or five, but we want to write a couple more. And I said, you know what we should do, man? We should try to do a ballad with these guys. It's a very active rock band, um, loud guitars. Um, and I said, don't, don't like, laugh at me out loud too much but like what version what 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 version of a ballad could we do in 2024 with this active rock band that fills the shoes that i'm the one who wants to be with you for uh extreme you know um more, more than words and again you couldn't write a song like that and it'd be a hit today it would have to be a modern version of it 
but you are right. Where are those ballots? And to answer your question, I don't know, but I think I'm getting ready to make one. So there you go. Dude, the Extreme came to my studio back in the 1990s and sang that song with one guitar, and I've never been the same since. <laughs> that is pretty cool, man. See, that that's that's cool. what's great about what you guys do. You are not afraid to become partners with the radio relationship. Yeah, I mean, dude, are you are you kidding me? I mean, I, I was just uh, was actually talking to Mistress Carrie um, uh, from you know obviously from WAAF for for people in Boston, they know exactly who she is, and um, she said it. She's like, you guys were always a little bit different in the Nixons. You were always so <laughs> so great with us, and you know we um, you know we we consider this will sound cheesy, but we consider our fans sort of part of our family and i i consider radio i mean dude the cat in oklahoma city played my band in 1992 <laughs> dude, 1991 on, on on the local show right and then it kind of blew up a little bit and then whoa we should put this in regular rotation and then you know three years later we had two years later we had a major label record deal with mca so you know dude don't even get me started about <laughs> about radio and how sad it is that that stations like WAF in Boston are don't exist anymore. That's just that's just so sad to me. On the flip side, I will say, people try to get me to bitch about like, well, the, people try to get me to bitch about everything. Like, do you you must hate American Idol? You must hate American Idol and The Voice because it's not old school like you did in a van and trailer. I'm like, no. It's the, just use whatever out, use whatever you can use, use whatever tool, platform, whatever, you know, cause it's just, you know, it's an ever changing world. And the days of getting in a van, pulling a trailer, touring for three and a half years and getting a record deal like we did, I'm not sure that it works that way anymore. And, um, you know, so I, so I'll, I'll never, I'll never bemoan anyone that, that says, you know, there's a country artist here in town that career was kind of over. He had started writing and he had a TikTok moment. I mean, and he's yes, just got a record. Yeah. He just had his first number one country song. So you, I just don't think that you can really, like I said, I don't think you can diss any, anything anymore, you know? So there are a ton of different ways to get music out, but I do miss the old days of going and sitting in a radio station in the, you know, for the morning show. Oh and, my God. You know, yeah. Singing in my hungover voice, you know, trying to <laughs> scratch through systems. Yeah. No. Oh my God. To listen for the squeaking and all that kind of stuff. But I got, I got to tell you though, though, even, even with, with the two of us being in the industry, as long as we have, you got to look at American Idol and America, America's got talent, stuff like that and go, okay, they, they're singing, they're getting attention. What can we do as teachers to bring them forward? Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, man, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you that I've helped shape careers. Um, and, and I didn't set out to, but I will say that every one of those people that I wrote with, and when American Idol was on fire, mm -hmm. um, I wrote with Carrie Underwood, but much oh. later, like on the third album. So yep. she yep. didn't need me to give her any advice, but I did tell every one of them. And I wrote with three or four or five of them that dude, I was in the room with them three days after the confetti had fallen on their heads and they had won that show. Um, or plenty of second place people too, because they most of them, a lot of them, got record deals back in that when, when it was on fire. And so, to answer your question, I always said, you know, listen, I'm not trying to tell you your business, but 
you have an amazing opportunity because of a talent show on TV, because that's what it is, and you you won. So just just hear me out here. <laughs> Don't let anyone, you know, you, you've got it now. You got the golden ticket. Don't let anyone, you know, guide the ship for you. Listen to people and take their advice. Yes, for sure. And then I was like, and the other thing I got to tell you is you got to go out there and you've got to play and you've got to have a great yeah. live show. I helped a couple of them put together their bands. Um, I was like, do not be that guy four year, five years from now that this people are like, what was that guy's name that won American Idol that year? <laughs> Remember he's saying he did that version of so-and-so song, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, listen, man, the, the, the two or three or four of them that are still at it, I'm super proud of me being a little tiny, you know, part of their, their career. And, um, David Cook had, a, I had a, one of my wow. first big active rock hits with David Cook. And, and I just saw online that he just played a look, what looked like a sold out show last week. He was on Broadway for a little bit. So, um, yes, I, I, I'm, again, I'm not telling you I was the wise old sage, but I definitely said, listen, I've been here and I'm telling you, don't waste this chance. And the other thing I tell my kids, you know, my son, my son Jude, who's in the music trying to you know, make it is be nice to everyone. Cause the people that you see on your way up are the same people you're going to see on their, your way down. And, um, it's a cliche, sorry for that, but, um, it's, it's worked for me, man. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people say, Oh, you're Zach from the Nixons. I yeah. remember meeting you at this thing or this thing or this thing. And, and so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's why you're there too, Arrow. You're obviously a good dude. Creatively speaking, how do you deal with the moments of that we used to have to go to the record store? Nowadays, all I have to say is, Alexa, play the Nixons. And and, and I feel like that they're they're not working hard enough to get to the music. Yeah, and and listen, I, I hear you. And I was just. Um, I'm reading Bono's book, uh, mm. Surrender, and um, and it's really great. But by the way, I recommend it to anybody who loves music. Um, but he talked about he talked about that um, in you know in literally in the first chapters that he every Friday, you know, after riding his bike to school, him and his friends went to this record shop, and that's where they picked up albums and yep. looked at David Bowie. And freaked out and like, oh my God, who is this, you know, mythical look, looking person, you know, on this album cover. And um, so, yes, I do miss it. Uh, and we're releasing, the Nixons are actually releasing um, a double live vinyl um, in, in, the, in the next month or two. So um, we're all about it. I'm all about the the, the tactile vinyl. Um, hell, we still press up CDs. Um because people do like to put their hands on those things. But what I'll say to you, and I'm not, I'm not pushing back on your comment of how easy it is, but what I will say is this, is that having kids that are 23 and 21 now, mm -hmm. seeing how they've consumed music over the last 10 years, I will tell you this, that both my kids have come to me and said, Oh my God, you'll never believe what I just found. Yep. And they, they're finding it on the internet. They're yep. finding it on YouTube. They're finding it. Their friends are sending them a link for, you know, I, I'll never forget my oldest son, Ben, saying, you got to listen to this band with me, Dad. I think you'd like them. They're called Vampire Weekend. This is before <laughs> anything had really happened with them. And um, on, on the flip side of that coin, Jude, my youngest, came to me and said, you got to hear this guy, Jason Isbell, like, you know, that he discovered, that he discovered so again, I'm not pushing back on you because I miss it too, mm -hmm. but 
the way we found stuff back in our day, back in our day, <laughs> sounds so old, uh, is it's, it's, it's different. Uh, but I would argue that in some ways it's kind of cool. I mean, it's, it's kind of cool that, you know, and, and the other, the other thing I'll say about that, that I really dig about the internet or about consuming music the way we do now is, is playlisting. Like I hate, I hate even uttering that word, but it's kind of cool because I'll get on a fan, a, you know, someone that I'm a fan of, and I, I clicked on one um, a while back that uh, old friend Matt Penfield had curated, and it was everything. It was songs from the '90s, songs from the '60s, songs from last year, songs that had just come out. Um, it was singer songwriter. It was rock. So, you know, I don't know. There's negatives for sure. You and I can both agree there are negatives to the way we consume things. You know the whole idea that you you know what your favorite rock stars is doing yep. because of Instagram is a little bit lame to me like I kind of liked it that I that I only heard stories about Ozzy <laughs> biting the head off the, so so yeah man it's uh it's different uh, I I'll just have to say I'm going to do my best to try to um you know, try to embrace it as best I can. Okay, you're releasing this 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 two album uh, live show. L let me ask you a question, businessman to businessman. I've heard that internet radio and other radio stations don't have to pay ASCAP BMI fees if it's a live thing. How is it you're going to make money if it's live? Well, listen, I'm going to just be shoot, shoot shoot straight with you here. We're not we're not expecting to make a load of money off the the the. the the digital streaming of this live okay, album. Okay. It's called Live at Trees. It's a venue we came up in in Dallas, Texas, in Deep Ellum. And um, we, we're, first of all, era, it's not even going to be available digitally for a while. Um, <laughs> we, we want our, and, and again, here's the thing we, we really do have great fans. I'm certain some of them are going to click on this and, and, you know, check this interview out. And so I'll just say to them, if you're listening and you're a fan of the Nixons, you don't know how much we love you and and are thankful for for your presence and for your support because we got a lot of fans that are going to consume this because they just want to hear more stuff, yeah. you know. And yeah. and by the way, unfortunately, we did a tour last summer with Everclear and Fastball, and it was awesome. It was a blast, but we're just not because of my day job. Um, as a songwriter, my, my drummer, John, is the full-time drummer for Seether. We're never really going to be able to do massive touring. And so I've already had several people say, I just ordered the live album. I live in Sacramento, and I, I haven't gotten to see you guys since you reunited. So we're really sort of releasing this vinyl album uh, because of the vinyl of it all. Now, back to your point about, um, you know, Spotify and, and all <laughs> how they pay royalties – do not even get me started because as a songwriter, <laughs> it's a war that we wage every day. You know, we, a buddy of mine went and spoke in front of Congress and, and pleaded and, you know, we're, it's getting better for us songwriters, but we're still not paid um, fairly. Oh my God. I deal with that. What do you mean? I got a hundred thousand listens and I only made a penny. What are you talking about? What's going on here? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so where can people go to find out more about the band to give you guys love and knowing you you've got merchandise to sell we'd absolutely do yeah man we've got we have a couple eps we've released in the last um in the last few years uh you can get all that stuff um 
I'm typing in the, uh, the, the, the Nixon's website cause I don't want to get it wrong, but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just the, it's just the Nixon's official.com. And then obviously people can follow us, please do on Instagram. Um, we try to post fun stuff, uh, follow us on X or meta or whatever the hell it's called now. Um, <laughs> we, do mo- we do most of our stuff on, on Instagram and Facebook just for, uh, for, for, uh, cl- clarification. But, um, yeah, man, go check the website out. There's always news popping up. Um, and, um, you know, there will be some live shows. Um, I don't know when this will air, but I'm actually playing a couple of acoustic shows at the end of uh, January. Nice. Um, so, so yeah. Jeez. So, so now no TikTok because maybe they cut the songs back or what, what, why no TikTok? Okay. Well, oh, here, here we go. go. <laughs> no, I, you know, I don't have a good answer for you. Honestly, <laughs> I, the, 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 the real answer is we should. We yeah. should have a Nixon's TikTok. Um, we just don't. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think maybe it's because, I mean, I, um, I, you know, I kind of handle, you know, the, the so, most of the social media myself. And as I mentioned before, I keep referring to this day job, which again, I'm lucky to have it. I write <laughs> songs for a living. Um, I mean, I have a little bit of time to, uh, to, to work social media but i'm not sure i I, i'd be i think i would if i started a tiktok thing it would probably end up just being lame because i i wouldn't devote the time that i think you need to devote to it um when i'm ready maybe we will so how do you deal with your creative discipline because i mean i'm i'm at that level where it's like i've got so many things that i do outside of what i do that you've got to have a a form of discipline and you've got to stick to it well this is you know this is also pretty prescient because I just had a guest on my class who's a professional songwriter here who's at about 20 number one songs and and you know when when one of the students asked him for advice um he had his answer ready because he's spoken on panels before and he knows he knows the drill right but um his answer was you know treat it like a job yeah you know know, get up in the morning and you know you know have have your coffee listen to some music scribble down a couple of ideas, um, pick up a guitar, write a riff. Um, cause it is my job. I mean, it really is. So, um, I, and I'm, by the way, I'm with you arrow. I do the same thing. I do a, a music festival in Oklahoma that I, that I am the founder of. I, as I mentioned, I teach this class, the Nixons play a little bit. I'm playing some solo acoustic shows. And then again, I keep falling back on the fact that my job is songwriter producer in Nashville, Tennessee. So it's not easy all the time. Like you just said, you know, you, you, you said you struggle with it a little bit, sort of staying focused when you're in one of those lanes, luckily for me. And again, how many times am I going to knock on wood? Um, I, I have in my phone right now, you can't see it, but I have, let's see, in my voice memo section, I have 989 voice memos that are just all song starts song ideas yep little like you know some of them are when the hymn hits the floor you know maybe some are just blah blahs or words or grooves i've got a ton that would just be embarrassing if i played them of me (laughs) singing into my phone so so having said that when i say i'm lucky the ideas continue to come. I mean, and, and again, I do count myself pretty, uh, I don't take that for granted because maybe someday they'll stop coming. But, you know, 
just today with the band that we're that I'm working with, I said, Oh, you know what? That line actually would be better as its own standalone song. Why don't we work on that tomorrow? So, you know, the other part of it is that it's the experience of it all. You know, what's the 10,000 hours thing Malcolm Gladwell talks about? Like I've done it so much that you can put me in the room with pretty much anybody and we're going to end up with a song. Is it going to be a hit? Who the hell ever yeah, knows the answer know. to that question? Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. Wow. All of those guitars behind you, which one is the closest to your origin? The one right there. Yeah. So go. For, people, for people are watching, uh, can't see this. There's a, a Les Paul from the 90s. There's a bass, uh, P bass right behind yep. my head. Yep. There's a Billy Joe, Billy Joe, uh, uh, Les Paul that was, that is my son's. And then that's my main mustard, um, Les Paul, 90, 1995. We had to deal with Gibson. So all over this house, dude, there's, I don't know eight or nine, um, eight or nine Les Pauls and a dozen or so acoustics, all different J200, J200, 12 string, a couple Martins, a couple Taylors. So, you know, we got tons. God, I still, I still have my Ibanez flying V from the 1970s and it's like, it's like you, you, you hold on to it and it's like, Oh, I'm still that kid. I, I'm I'm never going to grow up. I love it, man. I love it that you still. <laughs> you got to come back to this show anytime in the future, Zach. Man, and whatever you guys are doing, we got we got to get it out there. Man, I listen. I appreciate it. I love, as you can tell, I can be a little bit um, chatty, Kathy. But but I love again. I do love music. Love what, what I get to do for a living. I've never had a real job. Um, <laughs> ar- arguably, I maybe should have at some at some point. But I've been lucky enough to be in the business, and it's in large part because of people like you getting the word out to those awesome fans that I mentioned. So I appreciate you, um, and appreciate you know the support and. Getting the, getting the word out. So yeah, go check out the Nixon's official. Follow us on social media, and um, let's do let's do it again soon. Yeah, maybe I'll have a. We actually do have a new single that we're working on right now. So we'll talk about that somewhere down the line. All right, man. All right, you be brilliant. We'll we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you, Arrow. I appreciate the time.